We are in full off-season mode. The NBA Draft Lottery is officially two weeks away. That's sneaking up on us. And so it's time to indulge in an exercise. Our community mock draft, what we learned or what I learned from what you guys think about the Orlando Magic's NBA Draft prospects. We'll get to it now in Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is May 9th, 2023. My name is Phil Prosper. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Just follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the results of our community mock draft. I'll explain what I did and, and sort of the things that I've gathered from what you guys think about this NBA draft class and what the magic might do. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's great Lockdown podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. So, over the past week, um, I released my first mock draft, my first stab at, at trying to figure out what to make of this draft class and, and how the draft might shake out um, last Wednesday. Uh, and, or not last Wednesday, I don't know when I released it, I at least released it last week. Um, and I thought it would be a good idea to try and get a sense of what you guys think. And so, over the course of the last week or so, uh, I've put up a poll just asking if the Magic have the first pick, who do they take? Obviously, that answer is Victor Wembanyama. That's that we're not we're not idiots here. But we would go through the entire lottery, which is where the Magic could have both their picks. And I just asked a simple question: If the Magic had this pick, who do they take? And the reason why I did this is. I wanted to just a get a sense of what Magic fans are thinking and, and, and some of the strategy uh, that, that they have and the prospects that they like. Um, I wanted you to argue with the, with the options I gave you. I, I wanted all of that. And, and I just wanted to kind of see what the general consensus was on this draft class among fans. Obviously, I'll, I'll provide my two cents. Um, you know, I have my thoughts on this draft class as well. Um, and some of the results were obvious. Victor Wembenyama, you know, in a poll, and this is not scientific at all, in a poll that had 540 votes, 91.1% of people voted for Victor Wembenyama uh, for the number one pick. If you're voting for Scoot Henderson, Brandon Miller, Amen Thompson, I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. It, it's Victor. Victor's going to be the number one pick, and and I don't know how, I, honestly, I don't know. I get there's some injury concerns, I suppose, because human beings aren't supposed to move the way that he does, but... That, that's the number one pick. That is a surefire number one pick as there's ever been. Scoot Henderson won the vote for the second pick, 71.3% to 26.1% over Brandon Miller, which certainly speaks to a need that the Magic have. The Magic need a guard more than they need a big forward. And 
I would agree with that. I have Scoot Henderson number two on my board. I'll release a new big board um, probably next week. Uh, I guess not next week. I'll probably release it over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to try and get that out before the uh, before uh, the combine begins just so we have a sense of where the magic stand. After that, obviously, there's that top three. And after that, it starts to get a little hairy and it starts to become a little clearer what magic fans value. Now, I, I would argue still that a men and a star Thompson... Are, are the better players and the better prospects. And I sit here usually on draft day, uh, and, and I, I'll argue, and, and, and there are all these traps that we fall into. We overthink things. Um, you know, why was Paolo Bancaro the pick at number one last year? The answer should have been obvious. He is the best scorer. He is the best star. He is the best player because he simply knows how to put the ball in the basket. All the other stuff, all the things that we nitpicked about his game are nitpicks. Um, they're there to talk us out of the obvious answer. Uh, and so I think that's a, a big trap that a lot of us, you know, it's not just me, it's it's a lot of us fall into when it comes to the to the NBA draft. Focus on the simple answers. Um, but I will say this about this draft class. Uh, I, I haven't done my tape study yet. I haven't really kind of done my deep dives. I usually start that right after the lottery. I want to know where we're picking before I, I, I commit to which prospects I really need to, to study and, and, and have a good understanding of. But I, I will say this. There's your top three. Wembenyama, Miller, uh, Miller, Henderson. Those are your top three. After that, there's maybe a tier of Amen and Asar Thompson and then Cam Whitmore. But even at that tier, even in that grouping, it definitely feels like every player in this draft class has a weakness. In fact, it, it did not take long to when I started doing these polls that people started asking and, and requesting, like, is there a trade option? Because I don't like any of these choices. Is there a trade option? I think that first time I got that was at pick five, which is right before where the Magic are slated to pick. Um, and, and I explained to them, look, the purpose of this exercise is not to predict trades or guess about trades. The purpose of this exercise is essentially to rank prospects, um, to, to play the hypothetical. If the Magic pick here and these players are off the board, who are you taking? Um, that was the purpose of this project. It is not to predict trades. It's not to say, oh, well, this team wants to jump up here. I, I don't like playing that game. It's it The, the permutations get too deep. Um, I, at this point, I just want to rank the prospects. I want to have a better understanding of who we're drafting and, and what the Magic, what anyone is really targeting. And as I've studied this draft class, it does feel like every player outside of that top three, but even to some extent some of the players in that top three, um, has this fatal weakness. Uh, look, Amen Asar and uh, Amen and Asar Thompson and Cam Whitmore do have star potential. That is why they're in a tier above uh, a lot of these other guys. They have star potential. They are good enough to potentially be all-stars in this league. But there's also a decent chance that they will bust. Um, in my mock draft, in my first mock draft, I had Amen Thompson falling. And some of that is positional needs, like Portland doesn't need another guard. Um, Orlando, I had Orlando pass on Amen Thompson because they don't want another guard who can't shoot. Um, they're thinking a little bit more win now, perhaps. Um, again, Maybe you got to think the simple things. He is super talented. He's super good at getting to the basket. 
you worry about, maybe you worry about some of that stuff later and you solve your shooting problems somewhere else. That's the subject of tomorrow's podcast. Um, but they have fatal flaws. Um, I like Asar Thompson over Amen Thompson, even though I think Amen Thompson has higher upside because Asar is a better shooter. I don't like Cam Whitmore. Um, people, have, Cam Whitmore is the one who dropped, and, and someone always drops in these mock drafts, and 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 that's fine for this exercise. I'm I'm not saying you know I'm going to refine my mock drafts. We'll go over that as we get closer to the draft. Um, Cam, like Cam Whitmore bothers me a little bit because he didn't shoot the ball particularly well in college, and you can explain some of that as oh he was on the ball, he had to shoot a lot more. He was also a 70% free throw shooter. And that concerns me because you listen to all the NBA scouts and all the NBA NBA like kind of stat people who study the draft. They say there is no better predictor of NBA three-point success than free throw shooting. This is actually a reason why you like Jordan Hawkins a lot more, perhaps even more than Grady Dick. We're going to get to Grady Dick here in a minute. Um, this is... This is... The, the Cam Whitmore thing is very much the thing that you get to with every single one of these prospects, where you can clearly see the skill. It's it's not like this draft doesn't have talent. Um, you can clearly see the skill. This this draft has talent. It has guys who can contribute. They're going to be good NBA players coming out of this draft. But there are also a lot of downside to a lot of these players. Downsides that are tough to overlook. Amen Thompson is an incredible athlete. Him, he and his brother, though, played in a league that is, you know, Kevin Ollie did. I'm sure did a great job coaching them and preparing them for the league. And uh, you know, they both had good seasons within the context of their leagues. But their league is a complete unknown. How does anyone translate from the league that they were playing in, overtime elite, into the NBA? No one's done what they've done, and the level of competition that they're facing, just from a talent perspective isn't at the same level. So what they did at that level, how's that going to directly translate? Now, they are both talented. I think that they will both figure it out. It might take a little bit longer for them to kind of get up to NBA speed. College guys take a long time to get up to NBA speed. Them doing it is going to be just as, is going to be even more difficult. But they're both super skilled at getting to the basket. They're both super athletes. They will find a way to fit in to this league. That's what they do. That's what these good players do. And so, at the, even at the top of this draft, talent matters. You take the best player available in any draft. I, I'm a firm believer of that. Take the best player available. You never know what it's going to turn into. Cover yourself on the downsides. If the downsides are too much, pass on the guy. But if the guy has extreme upside, it is not bad to have more stars. You can figure that stuff out. Um, they can play a role and they can step up. You know, we're seeing consistently in these playoffs, and every playoff series, honestly, you need guys that are gonna have gonna be able to step up. The Magic are gonna deal with injuries. Let's be real about it. The Magic are gonna deal with injuries. They're gonna need guys off their bench who can step into starting roles and maybe play 10, 15 games above their station, above their heads, and, and be able to do that in a playoff series. And so it's not bad to add talent. But obviously, shooting is the focus, and shooting was the big focus in our community mock draft as well. We're gonna talk about what the Magic did. What fans thought the Magic should do at their pick, we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. 
But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at game time. There we go. We've all had this that situation. We find out about a game late. We find out about a concert late. We decide on, on a whim to go to the game, and we want to make sure we get the best prices to that game when we decide to go, whether it's a week before, whether it's right at tip-off. And Game Time is the perfect app to help you get the best price for tickets, no matter when you decide to go. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account, and redeem code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Again, I don't want to dive, you know, you could see the community mock draft. It's up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. I don't want to dive necessarily specifically into each individual pick um, because, you know, as fun as this conjecture stuff is, and it certainly gets clicks and, da- and downloads, and I'm, and I'm happy for that. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm always about the why. Um, you know, we, we get a rumor that comes out. I, I tell my writers this at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, I don't care about breaking down your fake trade. Fake trades don't interest me. What interests me is the why. Why is this the thing to pursue? Why is this the player to pursue? We can figure out how to make it work, but don't break down why this team does this or, you know, make it realistic, obviously. But it's got to be about the why. And and that's what I wanted this exercise to be. Because in addition to the poll, I asked you to explain yourself in the replies. Reply to me with why you're taking the player that you're taking. And at the end of the day, this turned into a bit of a complaint session, which I am perfectly fine with. I learned a lot from that. We're going to talk about some of those things that, that we're learning here throughout the course of this, this episode. But at the end of the day, I think we all kind of have come to the same conclusion about what the Magic's goals are in this draft and, and what the Magic have to do. Um, in my mock draft 1.0, I had the Orlando Magic taking Grady Dick. And, and I, I wrote this on my on my post uh, because the fans agreed they had you know in our community mock draft Orlando was took Grady Dick um, and, and and you know here's here's the poll that I that I put up um, Asar Thompson Grady Dick Cam Whitmore Taylor Hendricks Grady Dick got forty three point seven percent of the votes um, this was posted um, about a week ago now um, one hundred fifty one votes not a huge sample you know I'll I'll admit to that follow me at O Magic Daily for the next time I do one of these poll projects. Um, be sure to turn those notifications on for when I tweet. I do tweet a little bit, so yeah, be, 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 I'll be, I'll fair warn you on that. Um, but just, you know, to see a super talented player like Asar Thompson, you know, Cam Whitmore is a guy that a lot of people do think have star potential. I had someone argue very passionately about Cam Whitmore being the pick for the Magic. Um, Taylor Hendricks is a fan favorite. I'll talk a little bit about, about the game theory coming up on him. But at the end of the day, you know, at Denice one said the thought that I had. Um, uh, our, our, um, you know, it, you know, it kind of gets to the thought that I have. 
we know this team needs shooting. Now, I'll get to what the nice one said um, later on, talk a little about the game theory of, of this draft, but at the end of the day, I, I think most fans understand the Magic needs shooting. We're going to spend a podcast tomorrow talking about the Magic shooting needs. Um, it's that important. Um, I've sat here and said on this podcast that my goal for the Orlando Magic, regardless of anything that happens on the draft, trade, draft, whatever, the Magic need to come away with some shooting. They need a shooter out of this draft. They need to, you know, June 22nd hits. I need to be, I need to feel comfortable that the Magic have added a shooter to their fold. Um, and so when I was doing my original mock draft, I was getting ready to take Jarris Walker uh, or Taylor Hendricks because knowing that, you know, I'm a big Jordan Hawkins guy. Jordan Hawkins would probably be available at 12. If anything, I would bring it for that just, just to make my point. But um, I knew I'd have I knew I'd have either him or Keontae George, um, maybe even Jet Howard. I don't I, I don't think Jet Howard's the guy at, at 12. Um, but I knew I would be able to get a pretty good shooter later on in the draft with that second pick. That second pick gives a lot of power. But at the end of the day, I just kind of sat there and I said to myself the same thing that I said at the top of the show. Don't overthink this. Don't get caught up in this spiral of if, then, if, then, if, then. You know what you have to do. If Grady Dick's the best shooter in this draft, and a lot of people would probably say he is, just get him. And if you get two shooters, if you add another shooting guard, good. <laughs> um, that's that's kind of how I felt. Now, in my mock draft, um, mock draft 1.0, I took Bryce Sensabaugh with that second pick over Jordan Hawkins because I was like, I have Grady Dick. Sensabaugh gives me a little bit of upside. He's a decent shooter as well. I felt pretty comfortable with that. Some people don't like Bryce Sensabaugh. He's a lot of work defensively. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. Um, my first run through uh, of the mock draft, I'm going to do an, I'm going to, I, I, I'm literally going to start fresh on this after the lottery. Um, or I may do an updated version of my mock draft um, immediately after the lottery, but uh, just with the, with the, where the picks land. And then I'm going to do a fresh one like shortly after. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, uh, I'm I'm not gonna let that one sit. Don't worry. We're gonna be doing this. We're gonna be doing maybe not this community mock draft exercise again because it's it, it you know it's a full week of kind of putting prepping it together. But we will be doing more mock drafts and be talking about some of the scenarios um, throughout the course of the next month, uh, next month plus as we get ready for the NBA draft. At the end of the day, we all know the Magic need shooting though, and so. Getting shooting first is not a bad thing. Now, there is some gamesmanship that has to go. And this is where I want to get to what JD at Duh Nice, that's Duh underscore NYCE1, thank you for the comment here, said, I want the fan base to know this front office will not draft shooting, especially at number six. They rather buy free agency or develop shooting. You don't spend a high value asset on a specialty. And to that point, I think there's something there. Like I said, you don't want to overthink things. And Talent is talent is talent is talent. Um, and, and and I'm a big believer in the draft, you take the best player available. And, and honestly, if Asar Thompson is there at six, take Asar Thompson. You can develop his shooting. He showed good signs of, of a shot improving over the course of, of his season, again, for whatever that's worth. Um, Ken Whitmore certainly has some shooting capabilities and a little bit more upside as well. If that I have Grady Dick a little bit over. I might have Grady Dick over Cam Whitmore, but... Um, and, and even Taylor Hendricks, better than average shooter for a guy his size. You know, he has potential star potential. He's potent, certainly more versatile defensively. If you're drafting Grady Dick, 
you are drafting a shooter. That is his role. He's not going to do much more than that. So to, to JD's point, he's right. You don't just draft a specialty, especially that high. That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of lower on Jairus Walker. You know, I, I think he's a really smart player, but his lack of offensive push, you know, we saw Draymond Green freaking pass up a potential game-tying layup and make a ton of mistakes because he didn't want to shoot the ball around the basket And game four. You need guys that are going to be able to score and put the ball in the basket at the end of the day. Uh, and so I get that point, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. I think you always take best player available. Now, Grady Dick might be far and away the best shooter this draft. And that is clearly a premium. That is a that is clearly a skill that is at a premium in the in, in this league. If finding shooters was easy, the magic would have a few. The Magic haven't had a great shooter since J.J. Redick and Ryan Anderson left. Um, and that's all due respect to Aaron Aflalo, who was solid. They need a volume shooter. They need someone who's just in there to take seven shots a game and six of them are threes. Um, I, I, there's, a, there's a commenter on our Facebook page. Absolutely hates Gary Harris. Thinks Gary Harris is a waste of money. And I tell, I, you know, honestly, I tell him, like, the problem with Gary Harris isn't what you're, th- what you're saying. The problem is Gary Harris doesn't shoot enough. We need... Gary Harris to shoot five, you know, he shoots four, some out three please per game. He needs to be at six or seven to be really effective. And, and that's on the magic to get him those shots. And Gary Harris is a smart player. He's not going to take bad shots. But you need volume three-point shooters, I think, to be successful in this league. And, and that's, again, part of, I think, the question mark that comes with a guy like Grady Dick. Because Grady Dick might be the best guy on the board, but... He also might be a very limiting player. You're, you're getting him to be a great three-point shooter, and he will be, but what else are you going to get from him? Is he going to be a defensive liability? And I think those are indeed fair questions to ask. The other aspect that comes with this sixth pick is the gamesmanship. And so we're going to take take a little, take our little break here. I do have to pay some bills. Um, we're going to take a little break, talk a little bit about that gamesmanship, and then what else we learned from the course of this community mock draft. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at Prize Picks. The $1 million daily Superflex promotion is going on right now at Prize Picks. Every day of the NBA playoffs into the NBA finals, one Prize Picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks will get you $1 million. Five correct picks will get you $80,000. Four correct picks, $16,000. Full details can be found at prizepicks.com slash million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. Once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you can be the lucky winner. Prize picks, if you don't know, is fantasy daily fantasy made easy. It is the best daily fantasy game that I've ever played. There's no confusing scoring system. There's no hoping and praying that you're in a, a pool that can get you a winner. No hoping and praying that you're just going to get your money back. This is all about you and your ability to read the game. All you have to do is pick two to six players. If they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's really just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, and a whole lot more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in more than 30 states, including here in Florida, as well as Canada. 
Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. So let's talk a little bit then about the gamesmanship that that comes into play when we're talking about the Orlando Magic's pick with the sixth overall pick. Um, The Magic are expected to have two picks. Um, If they don't have two picks, I think that changes the equation a little bit and changes some things a little bit. But if if the Magic end up with two picks, then they have the chance to kind of cover themselves. There are, you know... Grady Dick, depending on how much you, how highly you rate Grady Dick, um, Grady Dick is kind of alone in this middle portion of the draft among shooters. The run on shooters is going to come around the point where the Magic are picking at 11th. You got Keontae George of Baylor. You got Jordan Hawkins of UConn. You got Bryce Sensabaugh of Ohio State, as well as Lake Highland Prep, Go Highlanders. Um, you've got guys who can put the ball in the basket and shoot a little bit later on in the draft. Now, I'm not a proponent of waiting. I am not a proponent on banking on that happening. Certainly, you have some intel. You kind of have an idea of where guys are going to go, which teams are looking to move up, which teams are looking to move down, what you're going to need to do to make sure you get your guy. Honestly, that's the most important thing. I'm a Jordan Hawkins guy. I'm confident the Magic can get Jordan Hawkins at 11. I don't care if that's where he's slotted or not. Take your guy. You'll hear me say this throughout the course of our draft process. Talent should win out. Take the best player available. But also take your guy. Don't worry about draft boards. Don't worry about anything else. If you've identified a player that's going to help you win, if you got to move up to get him, move up to get him. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm very serious about I'm very serious about that. That that is kind of my philosophy. And I'm prepping myself for the locked on mock draft. I'm prepping myself to be very active. I'm going to make sure I get my guy. You know, that might be Jordan Hawkins. For a lot of Magic fans, that's Taylor Hendricks. Um, You know, I've I've talked to a lot of fans, a lot of my followers, who very much believe Taylor Hendricks is the backup forward that you talked about from yesterday to help this team. Um, Hendricks went to UCF, had a fantastic season, a little bit limited off the bounce, great straight line drive, great in the dunker spot, great around the basket, capable three-point shooter, Excellent shot blocker. I still think he can improve as a defender, but all the pieces, it's still very raw, but all the pieces are there. It's very strange that there's a UCF player who's going to go in the top 10 in this draft, but Taylor Hendricks will not be there at 11. Dallas will certainly snap him up uh, at 10 if Orlando, or if Orlando, or at whatever, at nine. Um, t- Dallas will snap him up at nine. I'm, I've got my draft board in front of me. Um, Dallas will snap him up at nine if, if Orlando doesn't take him at six. He is going to go in the top 10 in this draft. And so if the idea is, okay, we like Jordan Hawkins, we can get him at 11, go fill another need, go get another play that you rate highly. And look, Taylor Hendricks does have star potential. You know, Taylor Hendricks could be a really good player. I, he's got a long way to go to get there, but he could be a really, really high value player in this league. Someone that could do a little bit more than just be a specialty player 
like Grady Dick is. Um, someone someone that can be a little bit more versatile. And if that's what you value, you go do it. Um, you know, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong or right in this draft. I have my opinion on things. You have your opinion on things. The only opinion that matters is what Jeff Weltman thinks at the end of the day and, and what the Magic's big board ultimately looks like. I, I hope I can be a little bit educated, tell you what I think, what the Magic are thinking. But obviously, a lot there's a lot more at play uh, in all of this. Um, when we got to, to a little bit deeper into the draft, into into our community mock drafts, let me let me pull up what we have a little bit deeper. Um, you know, we had Taylor Hendricks going eight to Washington. Uh, I had him going eight to Washington as well. So again, I don't think he is going to last very last deep into this draft. Um, you know, a lot of people like Anthony Black, the, the guard from Arkansas, really good defender. We ultimately got to the eleventh pick, uh, and and I didn't put Jordan Hawkins on the poll. I imagine if I did, it would have been closer. Keontae George was the ultimate winner with the 11th pick. Uh, 32.5%. You can see how close it is. 32.5% to Keontae George. 28.2% to Kaysan Wallace. 20.5% to Bryce Sensabaugh. 18.8% to Nick Smith. That's about as close as you can get um, in, in, in a poll. 117 votes in, in that specific poll for the Magic's 11th pick. Um, I like Keontae George. I will admit... I think I have Jordan Hawkins ahead of him. Well, I think Keontae George is really good off the dribble, able to get into the basket. His three-point shooting dipped so much in his free throw percentage. I, I, again, I will bring this up. Free throw percentage is really bad. 79.3% on free throws is not terrible, but it's not great. Um, he had to shoot a lot off the dribble, and he just tailed off so much at the end of the year. It's kind of a bad rap on him. He struggled a lot in big games, in big moments, uh, you know, against the Kansas, against Texas. Um you got to be able to show up in big games. Didn't show up in the NCAA tournament at all either. That's a huge concern. Playing against the best competition, are you going to be able to put up the same numbers? And and I think that's that's a big that's a big issue. Jordan Hawkins to me, I, honestly, at eleven, I'm pretty locked in on Hawkins. Um, Hawkins stats are really impressive to me. Let me let me give you Hawkins stats just to give you something to kind of chew on. Um, Jordan Hawkins, uh, let's see, do I have the stats here? I do not. Um, Jordan Hawkins, I think, shot like mid-80s free throw percentage, like 37-38% from three, was a leading score for, was a leading score for UConn. Uh, shoots really well off the move, just just all the things that you like to see from NBA players. I'm gonna advocate pretty hard for Jordan Hawkins to be the pick uh with that Bulls pick, regardless of where that where that lands. Um, I think that he fits this team perfectly, gives him a little bit of versatility. He's a six five, he's on the smaller side, but but yeah, is built well. Uh, he's got an NBA body already. Um, I, I think that you know he comes from a really good program. He's a sophomore, so he's not a freshman. Um, that's probably why he's not higher. Looking at some of his numbers, I, I think he might honestly be a better shooter um, than Grady Dick, um, or at least statistically might be a better shooter than Grady Dick. Um, getting the volume up is probably going to be a big, big thing, but he's a better free throw shooter than Grady Dick. And, and I, again, you'll hear a lot of NBA people They'll tell you free throw shooting is a better indicator of whether you can make threes than your actual three-point percentage in, in college because that line is just a further step back. Now, Grady Dick's got a great form. He's got a great shooter. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that drafting Grady Dick's a bad idea, but when it comes to shooters, I, I really I really like Jordan Hawkins. Um, you know, I got some more studying I got to do on these guys, but I just looking at the numbers, I really, really like this kid. I've watched a little bit of video on him. Obviously, I watched the NCAA tournament. I really, really like this kid and what he can bring to the table. So, you know, it. just to wrap things up then, this draft 
It's not about finding your star. Magic Alves obviously already have their star. Now, obviously, you get Victor, you get Victor. You get Scoot, you get Scoot, you get Brandon, you get Brandon. You get the Thompson Twins, you got Whitmore. This draft is not about finding a star for the Magic. Um, At the end of the day, this draft is about finding the right guy to fit in with this team. This draft is about finding a guy who can add to what you already have and, and begin to enhance it. We are looking for role players. We are looking for guys that will make this team's life easier, that will be able to contribute in the playoffs. And to me, that's still the big goal. It is worth noting, so many people, especially when we got to where the Magic were picking, and even later, a little bit later into the lottery where the Magic could pick if Chicago falls a little bit in the draft, that's very unlikely. Um, it got to a point where people very vociferously and, and consistently said, I don't like any of these options. We should trade the pick. And I would say that that is part of the story of this draft. It's going to be tough to move up because I, I think about where the Magic are going to pick with the Bulls pick, that's where this draft really falls off. I talked about a big gap between the top three and the next three and a fairly sizable gap between the next three and maybe the next six, seven, eight prospects. There is a big gap after where the Magic are picking. So trading back, I don't think, is an option. I don't think there's really anyone outside of the outside of my top like 14, 15 guys that I'm interested in at all. You know, you could convince me to be interested in Derek Lively. That that that's that's about it. You know, Gigi Jackson's an interesting energy guy. Um there, you know, there 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 are some interesting players, but you're talking about big time development projects. The Magic are not doing a big time development project right now. They need guys who are going to produce and help this team win because they are ready to do so. That's our community mock draft. You can see the whole article up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We're going to talk about shooting on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. So if you're one of my everydayers, be sure to tune in tomorrow. If you're not one of my everydayers, be sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Magic shooting options from the draft to free agency and a whole lot more. It's obviously the big need for this team. We're going to get to all of it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in. Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for participating in our community mock draft on orlandomagicdaily.com. Hope this helped introduce you again a little bit to the draft class. We're going to be doing plenty more draft coverage over the next couple months, weeks, whatever it is. A lot to get to uh, as the Magic should be very, very busy on draft night and very, very busy throughout this offseason. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked on Magic.